Hello friends, this is not a problem. It's John Tom yet again on this beautiful Friday evening. I'm looking out of my window here in Dhamam, Saudi Arabia, and the sun's about to set. And a thought occurred to me as I was checking my Instagram a moment ago. There are a lot of products out there catered towards men who suffer from hair loss, not just alopecia, but male pattern baldness. Hair loss is something that seems to be very difficult, if not presently impossible, to cure or fix without having a hair transplant or getting a hair system or wig. But I would like to talk about the concept and the sociology and psychology behind the way this, is, this industry is marketed. Because my dad is bald not completely but you know he's bald and then my mom's um dad my grandfather on my mom's side has a full head of hair he has since passed on but growing up the myth that was told to me by both my parents i don't know whether to just quell my fears or calm me down or if they really believed it along with some of my friends was that if you're Mom's dad has a full head of hair, you're fine. So I kind of just took that to be fact. Until I turned 33 and I went to get my hair cut and the barber said, oh, how long have you started losing your hair here? And I said, what? Seriously, my spine just froze. And ever since then, I've been obsessively taking pictures of my bald spot, of my growing bald spot, and it wasn't even that bad. And in retrospect, I know people start losing their hair at like 22 or 23. I was 33. Like I luckily had all of my 20s with a full head of hair. So I really can't complain. And seeing these YouTube videos um, makes me realize that there are people that are so vain. They just lose one or two millimeters in their front. And they're like, oh, I need to go get a hair transplant because the line in the front is not not good, but they have a whole dense head of hair. And it's just, okay, let's, let's calm down, people, you know? I mean, how vain can people get? That's just so much. But on the other side of the token, um, yeah, you know, you want to look good. You can't take that right away from men. They want to look good. So the option of getting a hair transplant, going to Turkey or Istanbul or Spain or Thailand or Korea to get that surgical procedure done. It's anywhere between six to $12,000 to have a nice process, um, have a nice procedure done. Any less, I think, would be um, subpar. And here's the philosophy behind this podcast. Women, especially... Black women, beautiful uh, African-American women, and some Indians that I know have always donned wigs. And they have so many wigs to where some of them look so real, I can't even tell that they're wearing a wig. But if they can do it, why shouldn't men be able to wear wigs? And I was researching through history, and it turns out that like Mozart, um, a lot of Congress during the 
writing of the Declaration of Independence. Um, a lot of philosophers and rulers of France, Spain, England, if they were suffering from hair loss, they wore wigs. And wigs back then looked like wigs. They were curly, white, and they went along with their frill, like that Shakespearean frill in the front of men's um, attire that covered their neck down to their belly button. You know, that little frill. I don't know what they call it, but it's like a frill. <laughs> Anyways, and I was thinking, you know, we should normalize wig wearing with men. Just because women get to wear wigs and men lose their hair doesn't mean men have to suffer and just accept hair loss and not wear wigs when they go out to conventions or social gatherings to look good. Because, yeah, I firmly believe that you should embrace your true identity through who you are and what you believe in in your heart. And physical appearance is just all surface level thinking and um, very superficial. However, the whole idea behind this podcast is to help people build confidence. And if wigs or a hair transplant or these this pixie dust that's out there where you sprinkle it on your hair and rub it in, and it's like microfibers for your scalp that cling onto your existing hair follicles and mimic a dense scalp if you put enough on, depending on how much hair you're losing. Um, do anything that helps boost your confidence when you go out in public. Because luckily, there's a lot of other illnesses and disfiguring diseases out there that people suffer from, which makes hair loss pale in comparison. So consider yourself lucky because you could just wear a hat and then problem solved. Life goes on. People look at you, but then when they look away, they have their own problems to handle, like their daughter screaming at them or the sprained ankle that they just got from um, looking at you in the first place and not watching where they were going. You know, people's problems are always more important than yours. So the only true person who has a problem with this is you. And you need to look in the mirror and be okay with this evolution, with this progression of your life because you can't control it. So if you're wealthy and you have money to just get hair transplant after hair transplant after hair transplant, I strongly suggest you do your research and find a nice doctor, but okay, fine. You know, lots of soccer players and movie stars do that. I hear over 65% of the male A and B list actors actually had hair transplants. But the market caters towards your vanity and towards a socially accepted idea that people look better with a full head of hair. And it's flawed because if you think about how humanity has evolved over time, we evolved through innovation, through the discussion of ideas, and through progress. And looks means a lot. It helps you um, maintain or increase power in the public eye. But if you look at people that really 
cared and really gave their lives to the community, like Mother Teresa, Gandhi, all of the religious disciples in any religion, like Buddha, um, Muhammad, Jesus, um, any one of those, you know, none of them cared about vanity. That's why discipline and freeing yourself from the idea of wanting more is such a prominent idea within many religious texts because it's the closest thing to existing in a perfect way, <laughs> which is impossible because we're human, we're not God, and we have many imperfections. So in the way we think about hair loss, it all depends on us. When we look in the mirror, if we're confident with who we are, it should not bother us. And that confidence will be alluring because the things you say in the social gatherings that you go to or at the dinner table or at that business meeting will be 10 times more effective than what you have on your head. And the way you treat people will be 10 times more effective than what you have on your head. And I think it's a travesty that many industries, you know, the hair loss industry is no exception, make money off of human insecurities. And they make billions and billions and billions of dollars annually because people want to fit in. So economically speaking, the hair loss industry is an industry that feeds off of the idea that everyone should fit in. And to me, I've been thinking a lot about this, like hair loss is just one of many ways that people think about fitting in. You know, you fit in with the color of your skin, you fit in with your hair, you fit in with the clothes you wear, you fit in with the cars you drive, you fit in with the way you walk, the way you talk, and everything is just this pressing need that society has to conform to the masses and be accepted. And it's just enervating and ridiculous after a while. So embrace your hair loss, okay? Don't stress about it. Go work out, wear your hat, realize that people don't really care that much. Just stare them down. And to those of you who make comments about those without hair, saying that, oh, you look better with long hair, but you know full well that they will never have long hair again, you need to check yourself because you're just an insecure bully. And you need to deal with your own demons in the closet and leave those people alone, okay? So don't be a bully. Be somebody that's better than an insecure loser who finds joy from just bringing other people down.
And to those of you who suffer from hair loss, look, the men out there who are prominent figures in society, Jeff Bezos, uh, the richest man in the world, Jason Statham, he kicks ass on screen, and he was an Olympic diver too. The Rock. I think he's top five most followed Instagram accounts. So there you have it. You can be an influencer and hold a lot of power without hair. So no hair, don't care. Keep it simple, stay courageous, and if you do those two things, hair loss will too be not a problem. Ciao.